Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to our home. Our house is your house today. Uh, this is a little home studio. I'm sure you've seen us before. If you're new to us, hi, I'm Colin. This is Amanda. And uh, we, we share with you every morning, uh, weekdays, Monday to Friday, except bank holidays. Yes. So I hope you had a good bank holiday yesterday. You didn't say? All right. Okay. You can let us know what you got up to and how you enjoyed it. We had a good day. We did some cooking. I made a bit of bread, <laughs> different style <laughs> bread. I put some onions and garlic and different style bread, but that's, an, that's something. Yeah, it was yeah, nice, yeah. wasn't it? It was good. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're moving swiftly on. Uh, anyway, but apart from that, good bit of rest, relaxation, good bit of time. I was able to get down to some study that's been falling behind because of lockdown, doing everything else but. So, um, and nice long walk out with the dogs, right? <laughs> so, oh, that's great. Hope you had a good time and today's a new day. Um, and Tuesday, the Bible readings for today, the 26th of May, 1 Samuel 25, Ezekiel 4, Psalm 40 to 41, and 1 Corinthians 6. Now, I thought I'd just go to those quite uh, briefly this morning so that um, just refer to them uh, and whet your appetite a little bit. 1 Samuel 25 is um, uh, the passage which was quite, quite tragic in many, many ways uh, after the death of Samuel. Then there is a story of David um, who is um, on the run and you've got this rather tragic story of Nabal and his wife said he's well named, his name means fool and you go through that story and it's how David found his second wife or his next wife. Hmm, some of these Old Testament characters are a bit dubious. It's amazing what God put up with, isn't it? Amazing what God allowed and put up with back, back in the day. But we work to a higher revelation in Christ. One man and one woman. That's enough. Sufficient unto the day. <laughs> Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Okay, bless God. All right, now then over to Ezekiel chapter 4. Now, we've missed Ezekiel on the, on the broadcasts, although uh, I'm sure you're following. You've got all of these daily Bible readings. You download them from, from the um, kt.org. And there you have, uh, the, in the revival times, you have a list of all of the Bible readings for the month of May. And we're coming now into the last bit of the month of May. And I'm trying to wade out of Jeremiah. Jeremiah's been stuck there for quite some time, turning the pages. Jeremiah goes on and on and on. And you finally <laughs> go through Lamentations, which has been a great blessing for us, Book of Lamentations in these early mornings. And then on into the book of Ezekiel. And here, Ezekiel is um, uh, a prophet for priestly tribe, and he has visions of the Lord and in exile. He sees the glory of the Lord and 
God is calling him and he sees heavenly beings manifesting the glory of God manifesting and in uh, up until Ezekiel chapter 4 he's been called to be a watchman to cry out to the people of of Israel watchmen and they are in in not in lockdown a really long lockdown they had wasn't it they were in exile yes yeah very long lockdown we're not in exile no um and so anyway then he's in, in chapter four he he demonstrates the siege of jerusalem he symbolizes and demonstrates it and so ezekiel was one of the very early deportees and it's the last very very last days of the kingdom of judah and then on into chapter five the destruction of jerusalem prophesied then Psalm 1441, I'm going to come back to that because I'm going to comment on that in a moment. But uh, the actual, so the Bible readings are 1 Samuel 25, Ezekiel 4, Psalms 40 and 41, 1 Corinthians 6. Um, and that's where I'm going to head now. 1 Corinthians 6, um, in many ways a very glorious passage when you read it. If you've not already read it this morning, it's part of your, your daily Bible reading and devotions. Uh, the book of Corinthians, Apostle Paul is he's dealing with a lot of practical issues in the church. He's mm -hmm. dealing with sexual immorality, he's dealing with divorce, he's dealing with uh, Christians taking other Christians to court, and just the kind of, you know, day-to-day -day practical outworking of um, the gospel in a local church community. Remember, when Lewis did some teaching on Corinthians. Yes, I remember that. I yes. remember that yes, many, I many years ago. And he said, oh, you know, he said, don't give me your, your Ephesians or your Colossians. It's all too up in the air. All this airy, fairy, spiritual stuff. He said, I like a good divorce to get my teeth into. That's what people are talking about. People are knowing, what do I do if I become a believer and my husband deserts me? Do I have to remain single? What happens if my, uh, if my wife refuses to, to make a marriage? What do I do? And, and you know, what if, what if my husband, I'm a believer, my husband isn't, and, and he won't allow me to go to church, what do I do? And all those kind of nitty-gritty questions. And uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 is no exception. The first part of it is talking about um, taking one another to court. And um, this happens far too much amongst Christians. Um, Paul says, one day you're going to judge angels. You, what? Are there not people wise enough to sort out your issues, you know? And actually, here is the thing. He says, would you not rather be defrauded? In other words, rather than humiliate the name of Jesus or, 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 or um, um, bring shame Dishonor on the name of Jesus, yeah. Yeah, uh, dishonor the name of Jesus and, and take uh, Christian people arguing before a, a public court of law, Why? Why would you do that? Why would you not sort it out amongst yourselves? Why would you not rather suffer? And there's been many times, and we, we've had to deal with this in the church many times, one Christian gets offended at another Christian and they feel that they've been defrauded in one way or another. And then, yes. then they come running to the church as they sort it out when it was nothing to do with us, we were part of it, and these people don't recognize our authority anyway, um, and it's a mess. And at times like that, just let it go. Just let it go. You were. 
No, I was going to comment. There are there there are occasions if the injured part if both parties won't uh, follow Matthew 20, Matthew eighteen and sort it out in the church, then I think um, there are occasions. Yes. Where yes. One can yes. I mean, it, it's it's good, and uh, yeah, you're right. There comes a time when um, the uh, if people will not listen to the authority that is vested in the leadership of the church, which is a very serious authority, God has established that. Hey, don't don't just think that we come and go as we choose. We are where God places us, and this is one of the big things about church today. We really start getting serious with the word of God, I mean mm -hmm. really serious with the word of God, not playing games, not playing church. Church isn't where you choose to go on Sunday or where you choose to, to tune in to which live stream at <laughs> the weekend. And you know, it, a church is a community where God connects you by the Holy Spirit. And when he does that, there are amazing principles of power, authority, provision, deliverance and blessing that flow within the authority, the God-given authority structures in the church. It's not some kind of hierarchical human institutional authority. That's where it goes wrong. I get so tired of when church people and denominational leaders, and I struggle sometimes in my own denomination with sometimes with this kind of thinking. You know, we are the denomination, we are the institution, we have authority because our institution says so. Yeah, if you organize yourself as an organization, you've got to keep the rules of the organization, no doubt about that. But don't confuse that with spiritual authority. Spiritual authority is nothing to do with organizational or institutional authority. Spiritual authority is who God has made you, where he has placed you, and how you operate in his community in his kingdom anyway all of that so that's that's 1 Corinthians 6 and then the second part is a very very strong passage I just want to read the very end of it um, and it says this um, uh, well it goes on uh, the very end of this particular passage um, verse 9 of 1 Corinthians 6 end of that section then the rest of the passage goes on to talk about the what actually happens when people commit sexual immorality as believers but he says look uh, the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God he's not talking about getting saved he's talking about inheriting inheriting the kingdom of you if you want to inherit the kingdom of God then you have to walk in a righteous righteous life do not be deceived neither the sexual immoral nor, immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And um, uh, there's, there's a, uh, a the homosexual practice that is being described here was the exploitative practice of abnormal behavior of men uh, amongst men. Uh, really a very serious turning away from uh, who they really were uh, as, as, uh, as God created them. Anyway, it goes on and it's verse 11 says, such were some of you, 
but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Such were some of you. Now he's writing to people who in some ways were still struggling with many of these issues, drunkenness, uh, stealing, reviling, um, reveling, I guess, was there as well, sexual immorality. But he say, he reminds you, this is not who you are. This is who you were. This is who you were. And he says, if you recognize your true identity, you will know that you are washed and cleansed and freed and delivered from these things. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful passage mm. dealing with issues which are alive today. Maybe, maybe we should get around to doing a series in 1 Corinthians. I tell you what, it, it'll take some doing. There'll be a lot of people who are a bit upset about some of the teaching here. I think that series would be best done when we're all together in the building and we could really minister to people effectively. Yeah, well, I can't wait. I can't wait till we all get back to the building before I minister. I've got to do it here. Yeah. I've got to do it now. That's what we're doing. Okay, all right. So um, going to come on to report some news that has come in through our uh, text messages. And let me give you the, the number. Uh, it is 07570-261-697, 07570-261-697. Send it straight to the mobile number here. Yes, we had a few in yes, over the weekend. Uh, we heard the sad news that uh, the gentleman, the Reverend, that we were praying for. Reverend Peter. The Reverend Peter that had COVID-19 and yep. had dementia. He's gone to be with the Lord. So we had that news yesterday. We also had an amazing testimony from Columbia. Um, her sister here in the UK, I believe, had asked us to pray for her sister in Colombia, who was experiencing tremendous, tremendous headaches and, and generally very unwell. As a result, she believed it was the result of some electronic device that they used at the airport or the no the metro to test temperatures. Anyhow, she'd been ill for six days, and she sends a great testimony. Her sister does and says that she's praising God that after prayer here in the UK, she began to recover and she's totally recovered, fully recovered and gives God all the glory. So she thanks you for thanks us and thanks you for praying. And she's very happy. Uh, we're also praying for Eva's family in Trinidad. I understand her uncle has passed away. I don't know if it was COVID-19 or what the cause was, but she's asking for prayer for yes. the family. This came in through Facebook yesterday evening during the live stream. Uh, Eva, please pray for my family in Trinidad. My uncle passed away this morning. She passed away yesterday. yesterday. So God bless you, Eva. We, we heart goes out to you. Lose it, loved one like this. You and the family will be rem remembering you in prayer. Mm-hmm. That's it so far. So we're just going to give God praise for the testimony from the lady in Colombia. And um, we're going to pray for Eva. And we'll also pray for the family of the Reverend Peter, his wife. I think her name was Wendy, I believe. Yeah. Anyhow, we're going to pray for this group. Father, we just come before you this morning and our hearts are full of gratitude, Lord God, and we give you praise, we give you glory for the great testimony from Colombia of this sister who's been totally healed 
uh, as a result of your intervention following prayer. Father, we thank you for that and we pray that you will continue to bless her, Father God, that she will continue to go from strength to strength and that she will, as she has done, return all the glory to you for her healing. Father, we pray for Eva and her family. She's presumably here in the UK and we pray for her as she's here in the UK and we pray for the family back in Trinidad. Lord, we just pray for your comfort to be with them following the loss of this loved one. Lord, strengthen them and comfort them at this time and present yourself with them. And we pray for the wife of the Reverend Peter who's also grieving right now. Lord, we pray that you would put support around her, Father God, that there'll be family and those around her to support her at this time. And we ask that you would bless her and comfort her in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, there's also a message that came in from Gary. And Gary was asking us to pray for all the people who are the cleaners across the globe. Those who have been keeping hospitals and other critical care services clean and safe mm, during this difficult us. period. And a very important thing to pick up on. That um, in all, all hospitals, I mean, it was the same with the, with the other infection that was, what was that one called? The infection that came into hospitals very often. MRSA? Yeah, MRSA, you know, that infection. And now uh, keeping surfaces clean. It's, 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 it's an art. It's a discipline. It's hard work. It's hard work. And it is essential. And so we are grateful for them. And so let's, let's, let's do a grouped up prayer for all of this. And also one or two other aspects concerning coronavirus before we move on this morning. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence with us today on this new day, early in this week, this new week. We ask that you would bless us as we take up the responsibilities of prayer, intercession, our ministry, our service, our work, our family, as we move forward into this working week for us today, as we move forward into this, Lord, recognizing that you are everything that we need, that you are the God who gives us strength, that you are the God that gives us purpose, you give us, give us tenacity, and Lord, as we move forward today, we expect there will be Obstacles we have to overcome, uh, problems, problems that we'll have to solve, issues that we have to deal with, um, and many, many responsibilities that we have to fulfill. And we, we just pick up these things today with, with relish. And we relish them because we're in your will and we receive your goodness and your purpose. Just let me, just a little word of encouragement if I just may pause, uh, come back to, to praying, rounding this, this prayer off. But just a little impression as I was talking to the Lord. And, and I always listen. I have this in my ear here, which is not a link to the Lord. But um, I have to listen to the control room or rooms because there's lots of people participating. But the other ear listening to the Holy Spirit. And so I believe that he was just whispering into my, into my ear a moment or two ago. Just give me a moment. I believe the Holy Spirit wants, wants you to know that he has placed you right where you are 
And even if many of you might want to argue with that and say, no, I don't want to be here. Surely God isn't in this. Let me reassure you that God is in control of every detail. And that he is in this. That's a word for somebody. God is in this. What? You're saying this? Yes. God is in this. Watch. Watch. You, you're going to see how. But that God has given all of us this place, this of responsibility and we we pick up these duties pick up these responsibilities and we do it with joy we do it with joy because this is what God has committed into our hands today now you thought it was your work boss just telling you to fulfill your job description uh -uh. it's more than that God's in it God's where you are right now and this is what God has given, committed into your hands. So do it with joy. Relish the tasks. Yep, there will be opposition. There will be difficulty. There will be frustration. Yes, but persevere because God is with you. This is a new day and he's going to send you out today into this day of victory and joy. And I believe joy is going to be a key word. Okay, so we also continue to pray, Lord, for all those who are involved in uh, 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 frontline care and how important it is father for cleanliness and hygiene and um, the uh, disinfecting of surfaces and how disciplined we have to be in our homes and where we go in public places as well and also we pray for those people whose job it is this difficult job of cleaning highly responsible job father pray that they will be honored for their work because if they didn't do their work well then many many more people would get sick in hospital and outside of hospital and so father we lift up to you the whole situation concerning coronavirus we understand that schools may some schools may be opening soon that open air markets and open air stores might be opening soon and apparently on the 15th of june some i've asked people to go into some shops and do a little bit of shopping non-essential shopping and so we thank you that these things are beginning to lighten up a bit and, and the lockdown is beginning to be released bit by bit. But we ask, Lord, for continued wisdom and discipline so that people will not just get tired of the regulations and the government guidelines and, and just forget about it and actually prolong this uh, uh, coronavirus. We ask, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. We also remember this morning the friends and family, I think her son Kingsley, of our dear sister Agnes, who went to be with the Lord over the weekend. Agnes was one of our seniors in her 90s, and she passed into the presence of the Lord. She's gone home, home to glory. Yeah. But we remember the family and friends and ask, Lord, that you would strengthen and comfort them at this time. Yes. <clears throat> Okay, we'll come back to that if a few more come in. I waited, this is Psalm 40 now, I said I'd get back to it just briefly before we uh, give a final prayer and moving forward. I waited patiently for the Lord. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, let's just stop there. I don't wait patiently, not easily, not easily. If I have to wait at a bus stop, I think, do you know what? I can't wait any longer. I'm going to start walking. I'll walk to the next bus, bus stop comes. <laughs> so that I get closer to my destination and I'm not wasting my time. Yeah, and you got it. 
<laughs> How many times I've done that? And I move from the bus stop, start walking, and then the bus comes. <laughs> I waited patiently. It's very hard. You, you find it hard to wait, to wait patiently, Amanda, do you? Mm -hmm. hmm? Yes. Yeah, I think we, we all do. Um, and especially for the Lord. To wait patiently for the Lord, <laughs> that's even harder, actually, if you think about it. Because <laughs> if, if I'm waiting for you and you're not quite ready, and I'm waiting by the door, I can say, come on, Amanda, I'm ready, let's go. But you can't do that to the Lord. You're not usually waiting by the door. You're usually either in the car or halfway down the street. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. I was, I was painting myself in a slightly better light than that. But anyway, the point that I'm making is that you can actually, you can say to your friend, your wife, your husband, hurry, hurry along. They may not like it, but you can do that. You can't do that to the Lord. You can't go to the Lord and say, hurry up. Well, you can. But you don't get a response. But you don't get anywhere. Some of the psalmists say, how long, Lord? How long? How long do I have to wait? So, he, you know, he won't be hurried up. Okay. I waited patiently for the Lord. Patience and endurance are closely linked. Um, and sometimes when we're waiting and God is asking us to wait, there are many reasons, many reasons for this. Um, often God is working in circumstances which are way beyond our our understanding, not just beyond our control, but beyond our understanding. So in other words, an answer to prayer or a, or a corresponding uh, situation or coincidental situation, something that has to come into alignment before uh, certain things can happen, uh, and, and that's to do with other people. Maybe they're being a bit delayed, maybe they're not obeying God. Do you always obey God immediately? Or do you put it off? I remember one of the preachers when I was first, and as an early Christian, a new Christian, they said, to delay to obey is to disobey. And you know, so all this conviction comes. But do you obey instantly when the Lord says? Sometimes people don't. And then there's a little bit of time for it to work out. Also, God is more interested in what's going on inside you than what he can bring to you. You might be waiting for something and God, God is willing to give it to you. He wants to give it to you. It's right there and it could be put into your hands today. But God says, you know, I'm seeing what's going on inside you. I think there's a bit of development needed here. And so a delay develops a character. And also in today's world, we're very impatient. People don't like delay, uh, don't like delayed gratification, not even for a second. When you do it, maybe you fall into this yourself, you do um, some uh, looking some up some stuff on the internet or trying to log in somewhere and, you know, uh, it, takes, it takes more than a second or two. <clears throat> you know, you're quite annoyed. Um, but actually, when you know how... how delayed gratification operates. Dopamine is, is a neurotransmitter in the brain 
that, that I'm studying my biology, uh, a new neurotransmitter in the brain that is the kind of uh, thing that rewards and motivates you towards the anticipated outcome of a good thing happening. So it, it, it's what motivates you uh, as you think about the reward that is coming. So for example, you know, you, you say, I'm going to take a regime of exercise. I'm going to do that. And dopamine helps you. It, it, it's, it helps you by anticipating the reward that will come after you have made the effort. But unfortunately today, we get dopamine straight away. It's not delayed. We get it straight away. Do you know every time you, you, you re receive a text message, that's a dopamine release. Do you know that? No. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is where in the millennial generation, which has been so doped up by dopamine for instant gratification, that we, we say that, that they are the entitled uh, uh, generation that aren't, aren't prepared to work hard. That's not the truth about them. The truth about them is that we've given them keys to the drinks cabinet. And that's what Simon Sinek in his book, when he talks about millennials, said that's what we've done. We've said, here's the internet, so long as you're not watching bad stuff, get on with it. And as a result, there is this instant gratification so that now search engines that don't, that don't deliver in milliseconds go way, way down in people's estimation. So no, we're still on topic, we're still on topic because uh, I waited patiently for the Lord. Delayed gratification. Do you know you will enjoy it much, much more? I know you, this baking bread business. <laughs> baking bread. Mm -hmm. All right. So that bread tasted nicer than anything you can buy in the shops. Don't comment. No, I was going to say, I didn't make the bread, you did. Yeah, but I'm talking about my, I enjoyed it. Why? Um, not because it was the, <laughs> the best bread ever, but because you made it. The effort that it took in the anticipation. And, and so in the same way, God, when, when God moves, you wait, wait for him, wait, wait, wait for the Lord. Wait upon the Lord and wait for, it's a word for somebody today. Wait for the Lord. Wait on the Lord, but wait for the Lord. It's going to come. Wait for, you haven't heard me yet. Listen, wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Because in the waiting, there's anticipation. And there's a development. And you will look on the answer which you considered to be greatly delayed. And when it comes, you will discover that it has come exactly at the right time and it will have perfected the work in your heart that God had in mind when he said to you, wait. All right, well, we've got to go. Yes. We, can't, we can't work, just one sec. We can't, we can't go on any further on this. So I, wait, I waited patiently for the Lord. That's as far as we can go in Psalm 40, but maybe, maybe we'll come back to it again. Anyway, my goal is to maybe drop a little word in your heart, but also to anticipate, to whet your appetite, to get back to those scriptures and read them later for yourselves. Uh, Jane texts in to say that um, I feel you were speaking directly to me, Colin. Thank you for what the Holy Spirit said to you. God bless you. Amen. That word. And also 
we have a prayer request for mom. She's struggling with arthritis and it's affecting her sleep. We don't have a name, but God knows her name. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Would you care to pray? Thank you. Father, we just lift this mum before you, Father God, and we pray, Lord God, for your healing touch with her arthritis, Father. And we pray that you would just deal with this pain, Lord, and this discomfort that prevents her from sleeping at night. And we just pray, Lord, that she would experience her best night's sleep to come, Lord, that they're ahead of her and that you would just relieve her from this suffering of arthritis in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. amen. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined his ear, heard my cry. He lifted me up and I, he gave me a song of praise. I wanted to come back on that. Never mind, maybe tomorrow. Here we go. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever and ever amen amen have a great day god bless you god keep you safe and god strengthen you in his work today amen amen